evidence? Does your life show evidence? <laughs> does your life does your life show evidence? Right? If you want to make me mad, you're going to have to do something totally different than that. You want to preach with me, honey? You going to preach with me? Huh? Suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of God. Amen? Father God, bless this child. Bless her young heart. Father, as she goes into her classroom today, Father, I pray all the young children would be blessed with your powerful presence in that room just as it is in this room. Lord, bless them where they are. Bless us where we are in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Say amen. Amen? That's how I felt the first time I got in the pulpit too, so don't worry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Evidence. Well, let's just get right into it. Um, God has been just turning things over in my heart, and there's so many messages that I want to preach, so it's just really hard. Lord, right now I pray, Lord, that you would unscramble my heart, my mind. Holy Spirit, please, let the words that come out of my mouth be totally initiated by you. Let them be totally yours, not mine. Get me out of the way right now. Speak your word through your servant. My desire is for me to disappear and for you to appear. Father, in Jesus' name, have your way the rest of the service. Fill us. Bless us. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. amen. Last week, we were all over, you know, we are works in progress. The best of you is yet to come. Uh, I, I still believe that. Does anybody else in here believe that? And it doesn't matter, you, you know, and, and by the way, did anybody remind anybody that today someone is a year older? Okay, and I'm not going to say that she's... Why does it do that? I don't got no metal on her. She's, she's so many years young. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, I, and she's a bit of a prophet, too. I tell you when, um, it's also Rachel, our daughter's birthday. So many years ago, I'm not going to tell you how many, but so many years ago, when uh, Michelle went for a checkup and, and we found out that she was uh, carrying a baby, uh, the doctor said, I believe it was, she was going to be born May 29th. And Michelle said, uh-uh. In that very, and see, we didn't have the advanced technologies back then. It was her first visit, and she said, uh-uh, this baby will be born June 2nd. And she was right. So Rachel was born. Michelle was a bit of a prophet. But my brothers and sisters, we are still, and as much as uh, Michelle is, and I and all of us are getting older, we still are works in progress. The best is yet to come. I believe my wife is getting better with age. Uh, so much more because she knows how to handle me differently. But no, but, but, but she's getting better. She's growing cro closer in her relationship with God. She's, she's able to minister so much more now. I could see it. I could see the spiritual growth and maturity in her life. She's grown. Uh, gosh, and, and, but the best is yet, to, as good as she is, as great a wife as she is, as great a mom as she is, she's, the best of her is yet to come. 
and the best of you and the best of me is yet to come. We are still all works in progress. Now, in that light, I just want to remind you of a couple of scriptures, so we'll jump off this platform together. In 2 Corinthians, one of the scriptures that we're in is uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit, capital S, the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of God. Amen? And I love this scripture. This is something that probably I've read and passed over, but just it's just exploded in me over the last few weeks. And that is Psalms 84, 5 through 7. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion, hallelujah. You know, even, though we, even in that, that valley of Baca, that valley of weeping, our tears turn into something that's good. It, our, our tears make it good. Our tears water the ground and, and turn it into springs. Even in your bad times, even in the times where you're weeping, even in the tough times, God is there with you and, and things turn, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. But our heart has to be set on pilgrimage. We're strangers, we're sojourners. Our citizenship is not here. It's not about making things well here. It's not about, you know, being attached to, to this life. It's about we're citizens of heaven. Amen? All right. So now let's go forward. I want to go forward now. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, here's what it says. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Be brave. Be strong. Ephesians 6, 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of His might. My brothers and sisters, I can give you some, some more scriptures, and I know some of you can probably fire a couple at me right now. We can talk about, it. We are, this, is a, this is the point. The point is, we are commanded to be strong, are we not? Isn't that what the scripture just pointed out to us? And as we know, there are more. We are commanded to be strong. It's not an option. The Lord is telling us, be strong. Why? Because if you're not strong, I'm going to send you to hell. No! He's saying, be strong. You need to be strong. Amen. In this life, where you are, you need to be strong. Be strong. Hallelujah. Amen. It's commanded. We must choose strength. We have to choose it. See? We, we have to choose it. See, I, I'm, 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 I'm a, a little bit older than I used to be as well. Amen. My body... And my ability, you know, I always feel like I, I'm a little bit more forgetful now. So now I'm trying to teach the guys on the job a little bit here. And I'm training some guys and, you know, young guys. And I got this one guy who just flat out told me, I want your job. Okay, I want to train you to have my job. So I'm, I'm trying to remember things and all this stuff. And every once in a while, I'll be forgetful about something. I say, oh, hard drive is full. <laughs> As I'm pointing to my cranium here, the hard drive is full. You gotta, there's a lot of information on there. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer to, 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 to bring it back up. The computer's operating just a little bit slower. You know, I'm saying probably not as uh, eloquently or not as illustrative as I should that, you know, I'm not the same as I used to be. I'm, 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 you know, this body is experiencing the corruption that was passed down by our, our father Adam. Amen? Okay, but inside I'm being renewed day by day. And, and now God is commanding me to be strong. It's not an option now. I need to be strong. I need to continue on this path and grow, not just 
spiritually, but as I'm growing spiritually, I need to be strong in order to achieve that. I need to go ahead and make up my mind that I'm going to be strong. That in this world, and in, because just because my body doesn't feel as strong as it used to, just because uh, my mind may not be able to recall things as quickly as it should. But see, look, I'm not even going to linger there long. Because I know when I need strength, I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord and I'm going to have strength in that moment according to His purpose, according to the plan that He's called me to. I'm going to have what I need when I need it. I believe it. Do you believe it? So, so all the more reason why I can have an attitude uh, that of being strong, not settling. I can't do that anymore. I, I, you know, it's just part of getting old. I'm, I'm going to have these aches and pains. I'm going to have these lapses in memory. No, Lord, I want a sound mind. Amen. No, Lord, I want you to heal my body. And if you heal it today, hallelujah. If you heal it tomorrow, praise the Lord. If you heal it in glory, hallelujah, I am strong. I am healed in the name of Jesus. I want to walk with that attitude. My body may not be feeling 100% right now, but inside this young man, this puppy in the Lord, this, this baby in the Lord, this, this baby in the Lord is saying, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I have His strength. Hallelujah. Body, you're not going to dictate to me how I'm going to have, my, what my disposition will be. You're not going to dictate to me what my mood is going to be. You're not going to dictate to me how I feel about facing this day. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Lord is inside of me, renewing me day by day. On the outside, I'm getting older, but on the inside, I'm still a spring chicken. Hallelujah. Look out now. So where does this strength, where does it come from? I need this strength. Where does it come from? Psalm 68, 35. I'm so glad you asked. Oh God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40, 28 and 29. Have you not known have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. So where does this strength come from? The Lord. See, the Lord commands us to be strong and then He provides the strength to us. The Lord is just that way. He's just that way. Just like he, he, he makes sure that there's this law that we understand how holy and righteous He is. He gives us this law and He knows that by the works of the law shall no man be safe. So He took a body Himself and fulfilled His own law. He has this requirement, you see. But He loves us so much that He gives us what we need to fulfill what it is that He's commanded. Amen. That is an awesome God. He has this demand and this command upon us, but then He strengthens us or He gives us what we need to fulfill the very thing that He's requiring. Isn't that awesome? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, like, and I just thought, it's just like being in college or something, and I know I've got this really tough final. And the professor says, yeah, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be tough. You've got to study and all this other stuff. And then, you know, the day of the test, he hands me the answers. <laughs> and then I say, no, I don't want them. I'm going to do this on my own. You tracking with me? Because isn't that what we do sometimes? 
He's given us every, everything we need, but we insist in doing it our own way. Okay, I won't linger there long because I'm probably lost a couple of you right there. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He provides me the strength. But there's a purpose. There's a purpose behind that. Remember now when Paul, Paul, the apostle, a mighty apostle, I believe in my heart, the second greatest man beside, beside Jesus that ever walked the face of the earth. I, I believe, you know, he prayed. He had that thorn in his flesh. And, and I've shared this with you. you we've talked about it together. Uh, I, I think I really know what it was. I feel like I know what it was. But regardless of what it was, he had this thorn in his flesh, this buffer from Satan, this messenger from Satan that would not leave him alone. And he said that I prayed to the Lord three times to remove this from me. But the Lord said, uh-uh. My grace is sufficient. My power, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. The strength that I'm providing for you, through you, is more sufficient than anything else that you'll face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that thorn in, in Saul's, Paul's flesh served a purpose. What purpose did it serve? Well, if you read, he says that he didn't want to, you know, get too high-minded. or He didn't want to be too haughty about all of the things that God, the relationship that he had with God, the revelation that he had from God. Even the apostle Peter had to make mention of this revelation, the special revelation that Paul was getting from God. He said, sometimes it's hard to understand, but Paul was being blessed with this revelation from God. So, you know, so he didn't get so high-minded. He didn't get so full of himself. He said that there was this thorn that was placed in his flesh where he, remember, he's serving God, but he's not God. It's, it's about God's strength. It's not about his strength. It's not about Paul's strength. It kept him dependent upon God. See, we, we never reach that point where we are so strong spiritually that we should be independent of God. Okay, God, I got this now. Thank you for blessing me with all that you've given me and bless me with this knowledge. I have some knowledge of the word, you see. And, and, and thank you now, I've arrived. Now I can handle all of that life brings, up, brings to me. Now I can serve you in the fullness in which you've required. No, we're always in this process of going from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. We're always in this process of growing, right? And, be, and, it take, and he's commanding us as we're going through this process, you need strength. Be strong. And the only way that you can get strength is by him. So point one, you're commanded for strength. Point two, the only way that you're strengthened is by the Lord. Amen? All right. So how do we obtain it from the Lord? That's, that's the question. Well, if I do enough good works, if I don't say any more bad words, um, if I listen to my mama and I pay attention to church real good while my mama's sitting next to me. <laughs> I love Sirius. I like picking on him a little bit. He's a, good, he's a good young man. Amen? Well, I hope they at least get one amen when I said he's a good young man if his mother didn't say it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just teasing. But in Proverbs 24, 5, we get a hint. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. So what is that scripture telling us? If you want to increase in strength, what do you do? Increase your knowledge. 
Increase your knowledge, amen? 2 Peter 3, 17 and 18 says this, You therefore, beloved, since you know this, is this beforehand, he, what, what he's referring to, I want to give you a little context, what Peter is referring to is in the last days and, and those people who would twist the gospel and stuff, that they wouldn't, wouldn't preach the, the gospel in honesty, they would twist it. He says, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. But... Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in grace. What, what grace? Grace is another way of saying God's power. God, the power from God to us. That's grace. Right? We are all to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in us, both to do or to will and to do of his good pleasure. Second, uh, Philippi, I mean, second chapter of Philippians, right? So, it's God in us working. It's grace is God's power, God's power in us working through us. So now to increase in this grace and knowledge, they're, they're hand in hand. You increase in this power when you in, increase in this knowledge of God, right? To back that up a little more, Colossians 1, 9 and 10. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. See, these things all run hand in hand increasing or growing in grace, right? Being able to produce more fruit, being, being able to advance as it relates to your relationship with God and doing the works, fulfilling the purpose and the plan that he's called you to. It all runs hand in hand with increasing your knowledge, your knowledge of God. Amen? So how do we increase in knowledge? Glad you asked. Steve gave the answer. Proverbs 2.6 says this, For the Lord gives wisdom... From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. The Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Did you hear that? What comes from his mouth? Okay, but what's coming from my mouth right now? Words, right? So it's his word, and, and his word is knowledge and understanding, Right? Did I take that around the clubhouse turn or did we, take, did we go sideways with that? No, absolutely. It's very plain, isn't it? Listen to this. Do you remember um, um, in, in Nehemiah, Nehemiah was the, the governor. He had it in him to go and build Jerusalem and build the walls up around Jerusalem. In the eighth chapter of Nehemiah, um, they got the, the walls are finished and they gather all the children of Israel in the courtyard as one man, the Bible says. And what happens is Ezra, who's the prophet Ezra, starts reading from the word of God. He reads for a half a day. He gets on the pulpit, he gets on the box, and he stands in front of all of the, the inhabitants, and he starts reading the word of God. That was, that was, listen, see, we've turned this preaching thing into something a little bit different than, than what it was, and I think even still what it should be. It's about the word of God. Right? So it's not about how entertaining I can be, although I do believe that I should be able to deliver this in a fashion that's relatable to everybody, and that should keep you interested, so on and so forth. But my brothers and sisters, it's more than just, I don't know, an inspirational speech. 
It should be more than just, uh, you know, giving you, you know, this motivational kind of thing where you leave out of here and, man, there's some gifted, talented speakers that can speak about a lot of things. I've been involved. Has anybody ever seen um, Zig Ziglar? Oh, my gosh. That guy, was, man, he makes you want to go out after you go to one of his conferences. You know, one of the businesses I was involved with, they sent their leaders to one of his conferences. Man, he's giving this motivational speech, and he's telling you blah, 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 and he's giving you, man, I want to walk out of there, and I want to go to work. Right? See, and, and, and part of the Word of God should do that, but it should prepare us for the work, not just send us out there to do the work, but to prepare us for the work. So, you know, how many of you know that when you go out there, you now there's not going to be people standing in line. Hey, Angela, would you please witness Jesus to me? Uh, teach me the gospel. It, it doesn't happen that way. In fact, there are going to be some people when Angela approaches them, they're going to say, I don't want to hear it. Or there are going to be some people that say, well, you know, when Angela, because she's preaching the gospel and how she lives, there's going to be some people that avoid her. And then in the meantime, while she's trying to uh, live the gospel and then be a witness for him, she's got this everyday life coming at her. And don't you know that the enemy is a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So you have an accuser, you have an enemy who's also trying to take you out. So that's why it's important for us, my brothers and sisters, to understand that we need to be prepared, not just hear a motivational speak that makes us want to go out there and do it, but we have to be prepared to do it. So I say that all to say, and I didn't get lost, Ezra is up on this wooden box, and he's just reading out of the Word of God. But that was enough, because all the children of Israel started weeping and crying because they know that they have fallen short, that they have broken the covenant. And they, they are weeping because of their own sin and everything. But then look at what it says. Look at what he says um, to them. I'm going to read from um, oh, uh, verse 10 of chapter 8. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't be sorry. See, because this had to be tied in with the Day of Atonement because you see it said, drink this, you know, share your meal. So it had to be, in my opinion, this had to be tied to that Day of Atonement. Listen, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. You heard His word. He's still in covenant with you. Trust the Lord. Share your meal with people. Trust the Lord. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't walk away with your heads bowed down and, and you know, feeling low. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. His, his word, his word, the reading of his word had an effect. But look what it says in Psalm 119, 162. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. So that word brings us the joy of the Lord because it's his word. So we have the joy of the Lord because of his word, his truth in us, and his spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are now sons and daughters of God. And so now we can have joy. What does it say? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. If everything's going well, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. 
No, it doesn't preface it with that. It just says rejoice in the Lord. When? Always. Why? Because you know what the Word of God says. You know that no matter what your circumstances are, that God's Word is true. And every man, every devil, every circumstance is a liar. Those things came to dissuade you. Those things came to remove you from the Lord. Those things came to just throw you down. But God's Word is true. And God says, listen, God says that you are more than a conqueror through Him who loved you. And either it's true or we can throw the whole Bible away. And it's, I believe it's true. Even when we don't feel like it. Remember 2 Corinthians 5.17 We walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 15.16 Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and, my re- and the rejoicing of my heart. You see that? You see that? How... The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. How do I have joy in the midst of all circumstances? Things are going wrong. Even I'm praying to God and I'm not getting this answer. I'm not getting what I'm expecting. But, and and, Pastor Tony, just pray in faith, asking in Jesus' name and whatever you ask. Yeah, but you got to pray according to His will. Well, okay, Lord, if you will me to be healed, then no, that's not, no, no. That's not what that means. See, you're, you're going to be praying in line with his will for you when you're studying the word. You're growing in knowledge. Now you know what his will is. You're not guessing and you're not about me, me, me. Give this to me. Heal me. Make me happy. Do, right? Come on now. Because now you're in line with his word. Now you're reading. You're studying. And now, listen, you're walking according to what you know. You're growing in knowledge. You're strengthened. Why? Because you have that word in you. And even when things go wrong now, you have something different. You can rejoice. Even in your infirmity, even when you're sick, even in the middle of that, you can have joy. Why? Because his word says to you that even that is temporary. Well, you don't know, Tony. I've been suffering with this for years. Okay, say you live to be 90 years old. And for 50 of those 90 years, you had this ailment. But then you go home to be with God. Guess what? No more ailment, and then then you're living forever. Then you're in eternity. So what is 50 years compared to forever? I can't even see that. That's not even a grain of salt in the sea. Are you with me? Are you hearing me? And see, my brothers and sisters, the problem is we're still living infinite. We're still living fine, I'm sorry, we're still living finite, not according to God's infinity. We're still living finite. We're living according to our finite minds, according to this realm. And we're being still influenced by all of this. And we're thinking that this is it. Even though in the back of our minds and in our hearts, we know what Tony's preached. I know what I've read in that word. And I I really do believe that it's true. But my experiences are telling me something else. So it's hard for me to be happy. And how can I get strength? I'm being kicked around. I'm being booted around. Well, you know how. How do you know? Just told you. Man, ask him. Ask him. Ask God. Read his word. Rejoice in his word. Have joy because of what he's promised you. Regardless of your circumstances or situations, he's promised you. 
And you stand on that. And don't let that situation dissuade you. Don't let it persuade you. Don't let it bring doubt in your mind because God is true. And he will not lie. He will not go back on his word. It's true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. So this is easy, right? Just choose to be strong just like we choose to have joy and everything works itself out. I'm just going to choose to be strong this day. See, we can play the game and we could try to confess with our mouth, but in our heart we know that we're dying. And, I mean, you should have a good confession. Don't, don't get me wrong. But the confession has to be based on this foundation that you have deep down on the inside of you that what you believe is absolute truth. And you're, and, and you're expecting it to happen, right? Remember, a couple of weeks ago, right? Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's there. It's just as real. I can't see it, but I know that it's there, and I'm going to live giving evidence that it's there. Evidence. Remember? That word evidence. Is there evidence that the Spirit of the Lord is here? Is there evidence in your life that you have faith that you're going to live according to what you're not seeing versus according to your circumstances? Is there evidence? Are you giving evidence to that? Come on now. Evidence. Deuteronomy 11.8. This is interesting. This is Moses now. He's giving, remember, he destroyed the first tablets when he came down off the mountain and they were sinning. He, but now he's, he's got more tablets. He's, got the, he's reestablishing the law and the covenant with Israel. This is in Deuteronomy. He says, therefore, be careful to obey every command I'm giving you today so you may have strength to go in and take over the land that you are about to enter. Okay, let's put this in perspective, right? We know that the Hebrews, they were promised, they were taken out of Egypt, and, and you know, they had this promised land, and they were going to go in and take the promised land. It was promised to Abraham long, long, long before that, but now they were going back in to take the promised land. It was theirs. God already promised it to them, right? It was already theirs. And Come on, somebody back me up. It was theirs. It was theirs. So now look at what he says, he being Moses. But God is speaking to Moses. Be careful to obey all these commands. Why? Because you're going to need strength to make it in. Yeah, but he already gave it to them. They, he already gave it to them. You need to be strong because when you walk in there, and they saw it themselves, you remember that. There would be giants in there. And Joshua and Caleb were the only ones. And Caleb specifically said, Hey! That, that God gave that to us. Let's go get it. They're bread for us. Let's just go in there right now. Let's not waste any time. Let's not waste one more minute. See, that's strength. Strength. Where did he get the strength from? Is he just a strong guy? No, he believed what the Lord told him. The Lord said, this is yours. Now let's go in and take it. <sighs> Hallelujah. Where did he get that strength from? The strength was from the word of the Lord. God promised us that. It's ours. Let's go in and take it. Doesn't matter who's there. Doesn't matter what they look like. They can look like Tony or they can look like Eddie. Either way, we're going in. Right? We're going in. God gave it to us. It's ours. That is awesome. You see, and that's, my brothers and sisters, where me and you need to be. We need to be there. God promised me this. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what's coming up against me right now. I need to be strong. 
Why do I need to be strong? Because it's going to take strength to go ahead and obtain and go ahead and settle into, go ahead and wrap my arms around, go ahead and just sure enough trust and believe and live according to the word that he's given me. Why? Because, my brothers and sisters, we have an enemy, we have circumstances, and we have this battle that we're waging, and the battle is in our own bodies. Because what's corruptible stays corrupted until we get on the inside of us such a such a spirit where we will not receive anything less than what God has promised us. We're still going to be tossed to and fro with every wind and wave. No, God has told me something totally different. I want to receive what God has given me. I, I want to read to you, just bear with me, because this is going to be a little bit lengthy, but, but just please bear with me. I'm going to be reading to you out of Ephesians chapter 2, and then it's going to go into chapter 3, but please pay attention. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. So your citizenship is in heaven. Having been built, you're building in progress, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built Together, you're a building in progress for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Now into chapter 3. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of grace of God which was given to me for you. See, what Paul is saying, you know, this letters to the Gentiles, this letters to the Gentile church, and he's saying to them, you know, this dispensation... This dispensation of grace, this thing which allows you to be grafted in, this gospel of grace in, in believing in Jesus Christ, now you're reconciled back to God, this thing. Now jump into verse 6. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. Power and grace, same. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints... This grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. To the intent, see, look, let me, let me slow down right here for one minute. If, I know that's a lot of words, but you see what Paul is saying? God had a plan from the beginning. And, and now he kept it, he held back. It was, it was mysterious. No one really understood it. Although he spoke it, no one really understood it. This mystery he's talking about. This mystery is this dispensation of grace where now you have the gospel and it's, it, listen, the gospel not only preached, but the gospel taught, the gospel lived out. The part that Jesus played is the, the lamb that was slain and then becoming the risen Savior who took those people who were in captive, took them to heaven. My brothers and sisters, this mystery, this thing was totally, uh, uh, it was not viewed on, on by, the, by the Jews at all. They, they couldn't understand. They couldn't perceive it. They were looking forward to something, looking forward in faith to something, and some of them were faithful. Abraham, and we could read it in Hebrews cha in chapter 11, you know, how you have this, uh, the roll call of faith, how of some of the Old Testament, they didn't know exactly what it was they were looking for, but they just knew that God promised them a Messiah, a Savior, and they were looking forward to that. But they still didn't know. But we know. Why? The mystery's been revealed. 
The mystery's been revealed, and this is what Paul is saying. This mystery's been revealed. This was God's plan from the beginning. God has a purpose, God has a plan, and it's coming to its fruition. And you, you, you've seen it to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. So the church is now displaying to powers and principalities in heavenly places, to the unseen realm, the manifold wisdom of God. You are part of God's manifestation. You are part of God's uh, unveiling, if you will, of this mystery. You're part of it. I love that. Hallelujah. So they're made known to, to, by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places according to the eternal purpose. See that? according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness. You see that word boldness in verse 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him, Jesus. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart. Do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. My brothers, you see what Paul is saying? He's in prison. He's writing this letter. He's in prison. And he's talking about faith in God, the grace of God, the power of God, how God has used him in this mystery of God. He's sitting in prison. And now he's trying to encourage them, don't lose heart because of my situation. Don't let my circumstances or my situation cause you to lose heart, to faint, to lose strength. Be bold. Be courageous. Be powerful. Don't let my situation, because after all, I'm here because of you. I'm here because I preached the word to the Gentiles and the Jews hated me. This is what he's saying. I'm here because of what God has called me to do for you. Come on now. Some of you guys ain't getting into this right. Am I not saying this right? Hey, is this on? Is this mic on? Come on now. It was God's intention. It was God's purpose. It was God's plan. But see, I'm looking at that. So how does that apply to me? My brothers and sisters, again, we can't let situations and circumstances persuade us to, 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 to faint or to you know, hang our heads or to feel sad or feel like, you know what, maybe it's just not going to happen for me. It's already happened for you. It's already happened. You've got to be strong. You've got to choose strength. And then, listen, in the weakness... Glory in the weakness. As the Apostle Paul, listen, I'm going to glory in my weakness. Why? Because in my weakness, he's made strong. So listen, I'm going to call upon him for strength. I'm not going to try to do it in my own power. I'm not going to try and make this thing up. See, that's part of the problem too. My brothers and sisters, we go through some tough times, we see situations, and then we're looking for a plan B. We pray, and Jesus didn't instantaneously wave the magic wand over us. Our situation, as far as we're concerned, according to our sight, it hasn't changed. So we're going to go to plan B. As soon as you go to plan B, you've just said, God, I no longer trust you. Amen. Yeah, but you don't know, Tony. That's a bad situation. Don't tell me I'm 50 years old and I've had some bad situations in my life too. I wasn't born saved, first of all. Hey, you weren't there. Yeah. Touche, touche. Right? I wasn't born saved. Now, I'm going to say this, and I hope it doesn't change anybody's mind about me. I have a tattoo. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Figure I'll empty the church a little more. A little more. I got it when I was real young. So now listen, I'm, I'm saying this for this. 
was at work the other day. I got young guys that work for me and everything like that. And we were talking, and I try to, you know, interject the Lord where I can, and they know who I am, and they know what I do, and blah, blah, blah. So they ask questions once in a while. There's something about, and I said, listen, you know, I, they were listening to some kind of music, and I said, listen, can we turn that down a little bit? This is head, old headbanging stuff. And they were kind of teasing me, like, you don't even know who that is. I know, I know exactly who that is. It's Led Zeppelin. And they looked at me like, oh, man. I said, yeah, I wasn't born saved, guys. I mean, I, I broke a few of the top ten. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. And so I revealed the tattoo. That's all. They were shocked. <gasps> why, why am I saying that? Listen, we all have had negative experiences. We all have done wrong things in our life. And we cannot let those things steal us or take us away or, listen, make us think that we're not worthy of the promises of God. We are worthy of the promises of God. We are absolutely worthy. How do I know that? Because Jesus stretched out his arms on the cross and called you worthy. He did, they didn't force him to stretch his arms out. He stretched them out for you and made you worthy. Hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, I need strength to stand even under negative circumstances. And I'm going to read that word, and I'm going to put on the joy. I'm going to, I'm going to let that word make me rejoice. Even that word, even that word, Tony, that says, you, you, you know, you got to walk in his commands. Yeah. Even that word that says, I, I got to walk in his commands. Yeah, but that's so restrictive, and that's religious. No. What it's saying to me is if you go this way at the end of this path or even on this path, you're going to experience some things that you can't experience that way. You're going to have little moments of joy and you're going to feed that old corrupt body and that old corrupt mind and you're going to be happy for a little while. Then you're going to have to go and get the next fix, whatever that next fix is. It could be smoke. It could be dope. It could be whatever it is that you're doing. It could be sex. It could be whatever it is that you do. You go on to that next relationship. It, it could be whatever it is. You're going to go to that next one because this first one failed. Or it, it, I'm not getting the same you know, high that I used to get, so I've got to go to the next one. I'm not getting that same thrill that I used to get, so I'm going to go to the next one. See, with Jesus, it don't work that way. You go from glory to glory just by being in him, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. He, all he's saying is, walk with me. Amen. Walk with me, and your strength will be renewed. Hallelujah. Man, this is so exciting. I love this word. So Listen. What Paul is saying to them is don't let my circumstances and for that matter your circumstances cause you to faint. Let your strength be renewed. Look at what he says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1-4. through 4. You therefore, my son, be strong. Look at this is a command, remember. Be strong in the grace. Be strong in his power. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. Uh-oh. See, that's why you need to be strong. Why? You're going to have to endure some hardship. See, so I can't get in the pulpit, my brothers and sisters, and I can't not tell you the whole counsel of God. Listen, when it's no sunshine and lollipops, as many of you can testify. John's been a Christian a long time. Michael, many Christians in here a long time. Dad and mom, man, it's not all sunshine and lollipops. It's not going to be, and it's not supposed to be. Amen. It's not supposed to be. But my brothers and sisters, see, because that's what it is. We're living cor according to the eternal. Right. 
not to the temporal. And on the inside, that's what God is interested in, is what's going on on the inside. And on the inside, my brothers and sisters, I should be being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, hallelujah. And God gives us the strength. God gives us everything that we need for this. We just have to have it in our minds that we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. So look, look at what he says. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Listen, I'm not going to be... See, that's the problem with us. We're, we're, our intentions are good. We go to the Lord. We're born again. We want to... You know, yeah, I'm going to pray to God. I'm going to read His Word and all this other stuff. But then I'm letting the, the, the affairs of this life get to me. Man, I, I'm, I'm, my, my kids, I want to make sure my kids are saved. I've got this situation, you see. I've got this job that, man, is, is just really uh, very demanding. And I've got this, I've got this health situation that's just absolutely, it's just, it's just not even to the fact that it's, it's bringing me pain in my body, but man, it's just burdening me. I'm stressed about it because I'm, I've been praying. I wanted to get better. It's not getting better. And I just, is this it, God? Am I going to live this way the rest of my life? Is this what I have to look forward to? So we let the affairs of this life get on us. And then we forget. He's promised us something. And again, I got to repeat this because I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah, this is truth. If I experience it today, hallelujah, praise the Lord. If I experience it next week, praise the Lord, hallelujah. If I have to wait to glory to get it, hallelujah. Either way, anyway, it's mine. I already have it. So I'm going to live this life like I already have it. Even though I may not, even my circumstances and my situation is a little bit different right now, I know in the Spirit, and I'm going to live and give evidence to the fact that I already have it. What are you praying for? What are you hoping for? What, is, what has got you tagged right now? What has is, what is given you so much stress and so much anxiety? The fares of this life. Man, you're, you're recruited by God. If you're born again, you're His soldier. I got one amen. There's three. <laughs> I'm counting. No, listen. You're his soldier. And what he says is a good soldier cannot be concerned with the affairs of this life. I know, my, my brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm, I would be lying to you, and it, but I've got to be totally transparent with you. Yeah, does, do I look at circumstances? Yeah, absolutely. But then you see, I get a word like this. Amen. And then I get to share it with you. And so I'm preaching to myself right now. I'm choosing joy. I'm choosing strength. I want to be strengthened with the power of his might. How do I do that? I'm going to get in his word. I'm going to, when I read his word, I'm going to say, this is God. Even if he's rebuking me through his word, this is God who loves me because I know he loves me. I know he loves me. He only rebukes those who belong to him. He chastises those who belong to him. I'm his son. He's correcting me. He loves me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember when uh, we were kids, um, I, on my father's side, there's uh, four brothers, and uh, each of the brothers has a son, and uh, the youngest was named Bobby, and uh, we had Pop. Pop was the patriarch. Pop was uh, my grandfather, all of our grandfathers, and I remember one time we were over uh, Pop's house. Pop was a little bit older now. See, I was the oldest, and there was one, and there was, you know, I was the oldest out of the four, and Bobby was the youngest. So there was quite a bit of difference in age between me and Bobby. 
So by the time, you know, now Bobby's, uh, he's, Pop is a little older now. He doesn't have as much patience. He's a little bit worn. And so, you know, and Bobby's always around. And, and Bobby was kind of a little bit mi mischievous. And so Pop always yelled at him. He, he, Pop was always, bah, bah, bah. he was always after him, you know. So one day Bobby was really, he was just distraught. He, and me and my other cousin Ron, uh, we, were, we all happened to be there together. And uh, Bobby's, man, I don't know, Pop, Pop just doesn't like me. He's always hollering at me. He's always, you know, Pop just doesn't like me. No, nah, Bob, I think this, I, Bob, I think he's your favorite. I mean, you're his favorite, excuse me. I think you're his favorite. What? I said, yeah. I said, he only loves, he only hollers at you because he loves you. You're his favorite. He never talks to me that way. You notice that? Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying he never talks to me. And then my cousin Ron didn't, at first he didn't get it. So I'm going on. Then all of a sudden he got it. The blind one. Oh yeah, Bob, there's no question. He never talks. He never yells at me like that. He loves you. You're the special one. You're his favorite. And Bob's saying, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. you. You watch. He won't talk to anybody else that way except you because he loves you. You're his favorite. So I remember the whole family was together. And we were around the kitchen table. And Pop started yelling at Bobby for something. So Bobby does this. He really, Pop is sitting at the head of the table in his chair. And Bobby walks over and he stands right next to Pop. And he's grinning from ear to ear. And he's grabbing Pop's arm. And he's just soaking it up. <laughs> soaking it up. So me and, me and my cousin Ronnie, we're just laughing like crazy. We're just, we, but see what I'm saying, though, my brothers and sisters, the, the love. See, even the word that corrects me is because God loves me. So if God is correcting me, he's taking the time to correct me. The, the word, the whole word, God is trying to make sure that those promises that he's made to me are realized. And he knows if I stay on this path, all of those promises are yes and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So all he's doing, he's trying, through his word, he's trying to keep me on track. He's trying to make sure that he's going to be able to deliver those promises. I'm keeping in covenant with him. He's always going to keep his covenant with me, and I'm track. And I'm, see, it's not performance-based. See, Tony, sounds like you're saying it's performance-based. No, he's telling me where the promise is. See, now look, Israel, they knew where the promised land was. They, right? Come on now. They knew. Now, if they went in the opposite direction, would they have hit the promised land? No. They went in the direction that God told them to go. My brothers and sisters, all we need to do is follow the direction that he gives us. That's where the promise is. That's where the benefit is. That's where his blessing is. Are you with me? So, yeah, do I joy in every bit of his word? Absolutely. Do I rejoice in his word? Does his word bring me knowledge? Yeah. Does it bring me understanding? Yes. Does it bring me light? Yes. Does it bring me joy? Yes. Yes. And that's how I obtained strength. Isaiah 26. I'm, gonna, I'm almost done. Hang on, just a little bit longer. In Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, here's what it says. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for in Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? trusting in him. My mind is stayed on him. See, there's, there's, there's another point. Are you getting these points, my brothers and sisters? We can't let the affairs of this world get to us. We can't let the circumstances get to us. But what are we thinking on? What are we meditating on? What are our minds on? You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord. In him is everlasting strength. Did you hear that? 
See, so what am, I med- what am I thinking about? Am I constantly thinking about the negative things that are happening? Am I constantly thinking about that prayer that I keep praying for and I'm not getting? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm constantly, why am I not getting this, Lord? Why am I not getting this? Am I holding my mouth just right? Am I doing this just right? Am I doing that just right? That's religion. That's burden. No, that's that, no. Lord, show me in your word. Lead me by your word. I'm trusting in you for this. Now, I'm also trusting that you're going to show me the way. Lead me by your word. Strengthen me to receive. Strengthen me, Lord, that I would, oh, man. But now here, my mind. And that's what the enemy does. He plays with our minds. You walk around and and someone has a, a, a look on their face or they didn't say hello to you and right away in your mind. Man, what did I do to them? How come they didn't? Then you start having a little bit of bitterness or you start having a little bit of ill will toward a person. That's not what God has called you. You How about this? I've, I've prayed this prayer for a long time. It's just, it's not happening. I know I keep hitting on this for a reason. I don't know what the reason is. But I'm trusting that God knows and you know. If you're in here and you've been praying for a while about something and it's not happening, God is ministering to you right now. Would you please receive it? Hear what the word of the Lord is saying to you. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at your situation. Just trust God. Continue to meditate on his word. Meditate on the positive things. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at the things that you do have. And share the things that you do have with others and God will give you more. That's a word from the Lord for somebody. You could... You could take it or leave it. I'm just telling you that's a word from the Lord. I, had that, I didn't have that plan. So I hope this, listen, I don't mean this to be, listen, listen to me. I don't mean this to be ugly in any way whatsoever. But I want you to, I want you to consider this. Think about this for a minute. I didn't plan that. But I just come out of my mouth several times now. I'm not claiming to be anybody great. I'm nobody great. Nobody. But here's what. God, you're somebody to God. And you're such a somebody to God. You matter so much to God that he put in my little old body, stinky mouth, those words to keep saying to you. God is speaking to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't pay attention to the circumstances. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have. Share with others. God will give you more. Hallelujah. God is so good. God is so good. So now, we're going to go ahead now and look at just real quick, and this will be done. We're going to just go back to some of the scriptures that we already went over as it relates to uh, strength, right? Okay, so we're going to go back right now to 1 Corinthians 16. Remember, we read verse 13. Watch, stand fast in faith, be brave, be strong. But look what it says in the very next verse, 14. Let all that you do be done with love. Let all that you do be done with love. See, so now watch. Be strong. Okay, I'm going to put it in my mind and in my heart. I'm making the decision. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to do everything I do. But I'm going to do something else. What am I going to do? Everything I do is going to be done in love. Hallelujah. Look at Ephesians. We were in chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. See, my brother says, we need to take action. 
See, being strong doesn't mean I pray for the strength. I've read the word. I've done everything Pastor Tony said. Pastor Tony said, read the word. Rejoice in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I read the word. And No, you've got to do the word. You've got to do, do the word. And you've you got to read the whole counsel of God. And you take the instruction, the stuff that he's chastising you about and the stuff that he's blessing you with, the stuff that he's promising you, you take it all. Amen. And then you, you, you receive it and then you do what it says for you to do. Put the whole armor of God on that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. So I'm going to put that whole armor of God on. So now what does that mean? Well, I better go ahead. I know we've studied it together before, but you may want to refresh yourself. Let's get into Ephesians chapter 6. Read what it says. And then you'll know. Let's go back to Isaiah 40, 28 and 29. I think we read through 30. I, excuse me, we read through 30, and I'm going to give you the rest of it. So here's how we started. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. I'm going to pause there for a moment. You see what he's saying? Even the youth are going to faint, they're going to fall. It doesn't matter. See, they're just talking about the physical body, the physical strength, the, the strength that I had when I was younger. Even that's going to fail. But look what he says then the rest of the way in 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. How do I get strength? Wait on the Lord. Trust in Him. Don't give God a time limit. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to trust in Him. That's what it means. I'm going to trust in the Lord no matter how long it takes, no matter what the circumstances look like. I'm going to wait on the Lord and He's going to renew my strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some practical things that we could do in our day-to-day -day life. The Bible is very explicit. It tells us very, very in, in great detail what we need to do. Isn't that awesome? But then I love it also because the Bible tells us that he's going to help us to do it. Yes. He's going to help us. But you've got to do your part. Amen. First thing we need to do, I'm going to choose to be strong. I want more strength. And then I'm going to do what it tells me in the Bible to do that. I'm going to call on the Lord to do it. I'm going to read his word. I'm going to rejoice in his word. I'm going to do his word. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to act in love. What does this look like? I'm going to put on his whole armor. I'm going to do all of those things that he's asked me to do. Boy, see, it's, again, man, it's just, it's just too much to do, Tony. It boggles my mind. You're saying so much. No, it's, no, it's not. You make the decision. You read his word, and you do what it says. Amen. Whenever we get a new appliance or something, uh, I can't remember. I, I think it was the refrigerator or the dish. Anyway, whatever it was, one of the appliances that we got not too distant past. Michelle says, "Hey, Tone, I, I don't know I, this this thing. I don't. How do you get this to do this?" And so now, you know, now these new appliances, they got all of these electronical things. It's like they, they're computers themselves. And all of a I said, "Listen, I don't know." And she's, I said, read the manual. Read the manual. <laughs> I love my wife. 
She's just going to wing it and learn it as she goes. But that's what some of us are doing. We're winging it. And we're making it up as we go. And we're catching little bits and pieces. And then we're trying those little bits and pieces. And you know what? They're not working. So then we get discouraged. And we live below our promises. No. The whole counsel of God. God loves you. He's made some promises to you. And he is faithful. Amen? Amen. Amen. Just bow your heads for a moment. Let's, let's, just, let's just pray to him. Can I, listen, I, I, I just really want this to be so special and I feel the tug of the Holy Spirit here. If you know that the Lord has ministered to you, if you know that, just, just slip your hand up. You know that you've been living below the promises. You need strength. You've prayed for things and you've been discouraged. Okay. Can I ask you to do something? If you mean business, would you stand to your feet if that's you? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And if, now if, you, if, you, if you're not one to stand, you, you don't want to stand for a while and all that, that's fine. Just, keep, just slip your hand up and I'm going to tell you why in a moment. I believe, I believe that God has called us to pray for one another. Brother John, would you help me? Just in, this, in these moments, um, Brother John or I will, will come and, and pray with you or agree in prayer with you. Just, you can kind of tell us if the Lord doesn't give us instantaneous words of knowledge, then you tell us what it is that you want us to agree with you in and for, and we'll do that. Amen.
It, I hate to leave so somber because God has done such a mighty work. So I hate to leave kind of somber. God, we should rejoice. Rejoice because God has spoken to some hearts. God has released some things. My, my sister's eye is open. God is delivering on some promises right now, even now. My brothers and sisters, continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Receive the promise. God has already given it to you. Amen? Amen. Stand with me. Father, great God, we love you. And we know, Father, that you've ministered to our hearts and to our minds. Thank you for, our, uh, for all of the wonderful things that you've blessed us with, even just today. But Lord, thank you most of all for you. Father, we love you. We want more of you. So Lord, continue, Lord. We pray that you would bless us with your presence, that you would not take your presence from us. Allow us to experience you every day. Father, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great week.